Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Hello, uh, it's Adam. I just wanted to do another uh, quick plug for myself um i have a new single coming out it's called a magnifier you can hear a little bit of it underneath my voice uh it's my first new music in four years and it comes out this friday the 10th of september Uh, apparently there's some other album coming out that day as well i don't know I'm not that up to date with new music. I'm not the music guy on this podcast. But I do have some music coming out, uh, as I said, Friday, September the 10th. It would be cool if, if, you know, as many of you listen to it as possible. Um, It is going to be streaming everywhere. It's available for download everywhere. So you could uh, pre-save on Spotify. That's very helpful for me. Um, But also, if you like exclusive things, if you go to my Bandcamp, which is adamscottglasspool.bandcamp.com, you can get a physical version or you can get a digital version that comes with B-sides that won't be available anywhere else and you'll be supporting me as an artist directly, uh, which is lovely. Um, I had some help on the song from Greg Haver, who fans of the podcast will know. For more details, uh, find me on Twitter. Uh, Just search Adam Scott Glasspool, and it's the one that isn't a picture of Nosferatu. Maybe that'll narrow it down for you. Or just Google Adam Scott Glasspool. I'm the only one of me, and I come up straight away. Um... Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. I haven't worn a, a hat for a while on camera. Good. Did we make so you hat- self-conscious about it? No, it, it's just uh, I'm aware your hair that you only do big. hat check. You don't do hat check and then say, no, no hat. Well, no, because I can't check the hat. Did you ask if my hair was too big? Yeah, your hair's looking... Your hair looks big. Oh, thanks, man. 
It does. It he did. Bit... He wasn't. He didn't necessarily mean that as a compliment. It, oh. it, you have tall hair at the moment. Thanks, thanks, man. It's and also he, very blo- It's also very blonde. Or is that just the light? Yeah, it's, it is a bit blonde. That is looks great. Did you go for great? Yeah, it looks very. I mean, I mean at, you know, at the wedding we recently attended, me, it looked it looked grey, but at the moment it must just be the light. But it looks very yellow. I mean, well, what about mine? You look yellow. You look yellow. Well, I mean, I'll see you at the weekend, so I can judge it then. And I will judge it. Judge me, Daddy. Uh, hello, and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. We're currently so in season deep. two, which is called so Are deep. You Amused? A critical analysis of the history, cultural so impact, and music of Muse. We're going through their entire career, album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season, we're, of course, asking, are you amused? And to be clear, we're asking if you're amused by the band Muse, not whether or not you're amused by us, the host of this season, are you amused, to which you are now listening. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool, and I am joined by my co-host, Steve Murphy. Call me Daddy. And you were calling him anyway, and Steve's daddy, Lucas Way. Call me son. <laughs> okay, well, it's, it's oh, okay. a lovely relationship. It's a weird episode. We are uh, of course on our quest to answer the question, what is music? I think that music is the sonic equivalent of the supermarket deli counter. What do you guys think music is? Vibrations in of the universe. I think it's the musical equivalent of the pizza counter at Sainsbury's, but specifically when you just get a plain 14-inch margarita, but then you buy a ball of margarita yourself and you spec it up with some additional margarita. And And what is a ball of margarita? Do you mean mozzarella? I mean mozzarella. I mean (laughs) mozzarella. And then then you buy a jar, right, of, of, of of like Bockwurst hot dogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then right. you, and then you cut them in half lengthways, and then no, and then into no. shut up, and then into bits, and then you okay. put those those half bits all over the pizza, and then you put it in the oven, and you eat it, and it's that's my signature. That is, that's your signature, and that is what music is. That's that's music. <laughs> okay, great. So let's, let's end the series. How how are both of you? I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. man good. Yeah. I was uh, I was in uh, in the actual office today at work, and I saw humans. Oh, how was that? Yes, fine. As was I. I don't have a funny bit. What's your, what's your I point? didn't. I interviewed someone. It was fine. Great. Great. Yeah. Took my cat to Why the vet. Want... Cat's been to how the vet. You... Look at him. He looks all right. You can't see him. He seems pretty how is happy. He? He's fine. Was it just a checkup? Nothing serious. Just needed his jabs. Just needed his jabs. I thought you had an anti-vax cat. <laughs> no, I squashed that's... that out of him. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. Literally. I punched just... him in the face and called him an idiot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going through the discography of empathetic Facebook users, Muse, from what? three different perspectives. Me, very analytical, deeply into context of music, not a huge fan of Muse before the start of this podcast. And Steve, still. moderately thoughtful about music. <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a normal person, aren't you, Steve? Bit of a fan of yeah. Muse. Uh, Lucas, not you know terribly into you know all of that extracurricular musical stuff, but a huge fan of Muse. And you join us uh, on part two of our Drones episode. We're about x amount of the way through drones and we'll be continuing our deep dive into the track list of drones today and we're going to start 
with this song. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. Can't play the whole song. Played uh, 26 seconds out of 54 there. Is that actually JFK? Yeah, that's a real speech. It's a real speech that John F. Kennedy gave uh, to the... Um, before the American Newspaper Publis- Publishers Association on April 27th, 1961. He is talking about things which conspiracy theorists will tell you is one of the reasons he was murdered by the government. He's talking about wanting to get rid of covert operations like the CIA. And I and I kind of figured he was, at least in some way, must have been talking about the Soviet Union, surely. Like, the way that they conduct themselves at this time. No. No, he's talking is he about, not talking about their enemy at this point? He's, he's is... talking about Cuba. He's talking oh. about like um, like the, the installation of like dictators in foreign countries by the US and, you know, guerrillas by that's night a, instead of armies by day. That's a weird thing for him to be criticising when he is the leader of that country and probably knows yeah, all of he, the secrets. This is exactly. the point, is he was trying to dismantle the CIA. And that's why a lot of people think that he was murdered by the CIA. And now this is the reason you're going to be assassinated, Adam, because you've just blown this wide open. He also wanted to end the Vietnam War, which would have made a lot of people who were a part of the security systems in America a lot of money. And so maybe they murdered him. And also I watched JFK a few weeks ago, (laughs) which is just all about the conspiracy theory. Starring Kevin Costner. Good movie. Ah, interesting. I mean, and I'm guessing. I mean, I'm guessing what Matt's doing as well here is he is drawing a parallel that everything he is saying is relevant in 2015. Yes, which oh, about, which spoiler alert, I think is quite a cool thing to do. Matt, it kind of is true. Yeah, well done. Uh, he he now <laughs> it, it's, it is kind of a bit like Matt kind of just knows how to write a nice bit of stringage, like he did it with Prelude yeah. on the last album. Like he's like, this yes. is where I'll put stringage. some nice bit of string. I'll just write something nice on strings. It will sound stringage. nice. It'll be pleasant. I can do that. But that's then also it has the jujun. Yeah, that's quite cool. I quite like that. The the, the, the the law and order bit. Now <laughs> is this is is this a song? Because this has got some more yeah. stuff going on. And I feel like the 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 dialogue has a rhythm with the music and with the like sound effects. Kind of in a way. I think Drill Sergeant's a song. I don't think Drill Sergeant's a song. I think it's, I think it's song. just a man shouting. Adam, I think I literally earlier you said it wasn't. Yeah, I, I think, think you did say in it those wasn't words. No, I don't think so. <laughs> not not to be a bit like I, I, I caught you on I don't tape. Think I did, You've been got. And and if I did, I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> so you're going to look like an idiot. A big a big long bleep though. <laughs> I, I I don't know why it's not just part of Defector. Again, yeah. because then you can listen to Defector. But it has bits of Defector well, in it. And what's annoying as well is that Defector starts with like the oh, last line. The, yeah, the split on Spotify yeah. is dimension. It's not Spotify, that's the album. That's no how the album way. Is. Yeah. Really? That is just how the album is. The song just goes, it's a sentence of silence and that praise. Meow, 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 meow. That is how Defector starts. Well, let's we, hear it. Let's hear how it starts. Okay. It's dissenters of silence, not praise. Weird.
vibe's gotten boring now. I mean, yeah. it's heavy and very bassy, and there's some great like synth sounds going on, but it is not enough to hold my attention whatsoever. Is it synths or is it just guitars? It, well, I've got guitar slash synth. You talking about the wheel, 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 Yeah, that's definitely all guitar. Yeah, he's got some sort of... A, yeah, I mean, of course, it's Matt Bellamy. Effect, of course, yeah. he's got some effects on it. He's not just like yeah, playing Matt, no, it clean no, through a Fender Strat. On stage, Matt Bellamy has some pedals on stage. What, hang on. And it, and it changes the sound of his guitar. Not these days, he doesn't. Yeah, I think they're off to the side, aren't they? Controlled yes. by someone else. Oh, yeah. Someone else is doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> a drone! Bye, bye. Bye. The hands are, oh my God, who's the drone? Uh, as, like, as, as much as this, th- this is the point where the song is now pretty, like, I, it's, this, I've heard this vibe from the album now. And this is the classic, like, Muse track eight, just a rock song, song of right. this album that most albums seem to have. Where they just I don't like, think there's anything terrible about it. Though. There's nothing terrible, but it's just kind of like, yeah, it's whatever. autopilot. But there's it? also there is bits yeah, that yeah, I really yeah. like. I do really like the Drone. the and when he kind of does more with it later, yeah. he starts adding more to that, like to that riff, and he starts adding some yeah. some some like bends and some kind of weirdness to it. I I do like that, and not really much of the rest of it. I don't think it sounds anything like the bends at this point. It does sound a bit like the bends. It's more showbiz, <laughs> wasn't it? Good. Um, Slightly below fine. Slightly below. Yeah. Uh, I, thought, <laughs> yeah. I always miss. So you know, you know, he goes the the line that goes from your inside. Ting, na, 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 that line, right? Yeah. Only yeah. when I was looking at the lyrics did I see that he says from your inciting. I used what to think he think said from your ancient society. Oh yeah, I thought it was society. From your ancient society. Because you know, then later he does say from society. He does say. That. Oh okay. But okay. on that line. I was like, it's weird that he says society twice. I'm free from your ancient society from society. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like ancient or injured society. But no, it's from your inciting, which I didn't make out at mm. all. Yeah. Okay. The lyrics are fine. Or this is like, so this is obviously slightly like, below five. This is obviously like <laughs> the, the, in terms of like the concept, this is like the person now defecting and like freeing themselves from like. Is it about someone role. who's a defector? Yeah, it's about a defector. What? Okay. Thank you for unpacking oh, that for what? me, Lucas. <laughs> Uh, this is also like the like one of the only songs where like we've never really mentioned it, but like like Matt Bellamy's got a speech impediment, like a little bit of a speech impediment, where he says he says W's instead of R's, and on, it, it doesn't it's not really made out on much of it, but on this he says you've got a problem, like he absolutely no, he is does, no, he, he is absolutely it's like it's it's a common thing that people always say he's this proper he's like, oh it's proper good it's proper good he's like got a bit of a Jonathan Ross like not as much as Jonathan Ross right he's got a, does that come through on the song I think he absolutely says you've got a problem is play it, it. Is, that, is it play not the just tape. like that thing though where like if you um if you watch a video of someone mouthing along to a song and they mouth it with a lisp you will hear the lisp but yeah, I I've but I'm listening that, yeah. to the song I'm not watching him play it. I, all right. Well, let's let's listen. And I wouldn't have seen him play it because they've only yeah. played it live nine times, and I wasn't at any of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. Like, you are it, you are forgiven for your lyric thing because I've just realised he goes from your incisiciting. So, so he does add uh, syllables. Yeah, yeah. It's never come up, but he has got a, he's list, got a, he's stutter got a as little well, bit of a speech impediment. He's got a stutter, he's got a and stutter. he does the Jonathan Rosars. Yeah. Uh, oh. uh, this song, fun fact, 
they recorded it, uh, realized it was too fast, so they dropped the tempo by one BPM and then thought it was too slow. So then they played it again, 0.5 BPM, and split the difference. <laughs> I was like, that's just... just They played this at 0.5 BPM? Yeah. That I, is insane. I guarantee. Did, did they actually play it or did they just get fun to, uh, to slow it down? <laughs> Apparently they re-recorded it. Is what the really? says. I mean, now I could, that could I could be, just I, until I'm I hear it from the work from the words of the, you know, you know, who knows. I'm imagining my, to to them go like, can you slow that down? No, like like one BPM, and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, no, it's too slow. So can you put it back up by 0.5? He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And it He's was just it. the same the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that's much better. Yeah. Much better. Uh, it's a bit weird that he says yellow belly in a song. Doesn't he say your belly is yellow? Yeah, your belly is all yellow. Awful. Bad. Weird. Like, I like to be Bad like, Bellamy. Yes, cold- you yellow belly? Like, it's really a strange thing for them to use as a lyric. <laughs> your belly's all yellow. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I like, found that is- to be a bit revolting. <sighs> Should I play the next track now? Okay. <laughs> like the tempo changes and that's it <laughs> it does because change tempo a lot rub it. it's, it's really rubbish it does change tempo a lot doesn't it yeah is yeah the chorus is something in, the choruses are in a different uh, uh yeah it, it's it's interesting that that's a good that's an interesting question is it good uh it's it's slightly interesting is that considered a bad or a good it, thing to do good or not like i don't know yeah he says drones again yeah he says controlled by machines and drones. He also says so. the word soul, which we haven't talked about, but he uses right, the word yes. soul fucking loads. Really? Yeah. At, this point, it, at this point in their career, they have used the word soul on 23 songs. <laughs> oh, God. There's a statistic for you. Only, get, mad. only gets used once on simulation theory, so only 24 to date, but the use of it on simulation theory... I, there's some, we've got some stuff to talk about. But that's like three songs per album. Yeah, he loves the word soul. <laughs> he says it very great, 
very great on a uh, panic station to be fair so yeah you know when like a uh, like someone who's like 50 years old tell you that tells you that like they like hard rock and then they put yeah. on like bon jovi <laughs> Is yeah. that it's what this that, is? Yeah, it's 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 yeah. that. Yeah. Uh yeah, this it's kind of a bit like late killers to me. Like Yes, it does and, sound like the killers. Yeah. And yeah. late and late to the killers aren't very good. No, the killers have two good albums. Uh, they got one. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Springsteen esque thing they were going for on the second one. Yeah, it's um, uh <sighs> The thing about Revolt is, like, it seems to actually just be, like, a retread of Resistance in, like, quite a few ways. Like, I, I think Nowhere that, near as good, though. Nowhere near as good. But, like, so the choruses are sort of, like, saying the same thing. Like, it's basically, you can just read the chorus as, love is our resistance. Yeah, you know? I mean, because this is, like, if right. we're going by the concept of the album, this is the person who has now defected, like, starting a revolution. Yeah. And, it and there's feels... sirens going, and there's people at the end chanting, and it's all very, like... Guess what the music video is of this song, guys? Oh God, I dread people to think. revolting. It's a, I it's a, to think. It's a protest, like yeah, people's fists in the air kind of thing. Well, it, yeah, but then yeah, that is the imagery I got from it, and and it sort of like seems to fall back on the same like musical theater. This one feels like the most musical theater sort of thing. It's very lame, is barricade. Yeah, uh, which is <laughs> which is yeah, fine. Yeah, but the yeah. rest of the album, yeah. the rest of the album has like the narrative of maybe like some musical theater because it's got quite a strong narrative, but not the style. And so, not only do I not like this song, but it just it just sort of sticks out as well. Like it it sticks out from the album. It doesn't really fit yeah. the vibe, you know. Which is, is it the weird. melody of the chorus. I don't know. I know what you mean, though. It's it's it's, it's weird because we've been saying like, okay, that's enough of the one vibe thing now. But then they come along with a different vibe, and we all just go like, nah, I don't like, don't do that. Yeah, but it's not that's what the muse. But it's not like the muse fan base did. They went, we want this, and then we went, yeah. here you go. And they went, no, nah, but not that. <laughs> but it's not that I don't want them to change the pace at this point. It's that what they've changed pace into is a song that's not very good. Mm, <laughs> yeah, it's not yes. anything wrong with the fact that they've changed pace or done a song like this. It's that this song isn't that good or interesting or like, yeah. It's just me. Yeah, yeah. They only, yeah. It, they only played it live twenty-two times. Like I think they, it's just, it's just that song. Now the there's always a couple songs on every album that they kind of like barely play. It's kind of not that notable, and it gets forgotten about the moment the album's like out of the cycle. It's just another one of them, isn't it? Like, was it a single? I, the, well, I suppose everything was a single. It was. A, it? It I was, feel like it, it was. This was uh, no, this wasn't a single. But it's really what? weird because I remember specifically seeing a uh, a copy, like a like a, a copy of Drones in like a shop. In like Sainsbury's or something, and you were like, "Here they come!" And it had a sticker on the front, <laughs> and you know, like the song I say, like featuring hits such as because this album's been out for like eight months at this point, and they put that on the front, like you know, yeah. You ever seen that? And one, I remember seeing Revolt was one of them, and I was like, "Does that mean the next I... single's Revolt?" And that's them like playing their hand a little bit. Never was a single, but it's got music videos. So it I... must be. No, it I is. Gonna say, Don't defi- worry, guys. It's a single. Right, I knew, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> well, after all that, yeah, I, I had heard this before a few times. I looked at my notes, I, I read some. the word revolt, and in my brain, I put reapers. That's what happened just now. Oh, I see. It's an R, yes. yeah. So, R, I see. I'm wrong. Rick. I tell you what is impressive in this song, yep. uh, how high his voice goes when he says the word escape, which is like okay, up yeah. there with his most ridiculous notes that he's done. Did he hit it, though? Yeah, it's a shame it's on such a like a nothing crap song. Oh, Steve, did he hit it though? Steve's now fully lost faith that anything is authentic and that it could just be yeah. completely false. It could just be, yeah, uh, pitch corrected. Art uh, is a lie, yeah. Yeah, I, I also, 
it's something, I mean, I'm not going to say I like, but it is something that those sirens at the start then turn into like the the rhythm of the song. Like it's like, that is, that is sort of the same as the tempo changes for me, which is that like, yeah, it's definitely something. It's definitely a thump. It's, definitely it's something, something that, I, that happens. It's definitely but, something that I wrote yeah. a note about. So I did yeah. have nothing to say <laughs> about this song. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a bit. It's just a song. It's just like, yeah. It's just a song, guys. Well, do you know what else is a song? What? Aftermath. What a load of old shit. <laughs> what a load of dreary shit. We have reached the song that I have fucking been banging on about this whole season, which is I fucking hate this song. Oh, I love really? this song. And it makes me embarrassed yeah, to be a Muse it. fan. Right. Here's the thing with this song. Right. Everything up until one minute and 45 seconds is fucking great. Because it sounds a bit Pink Floyd. It's, a, it's very like, yep. it's got these like twangy guitars. It's all very like yeah, ethereal yeah. and kind of like... It's really nice guitar tones. It's all really cool. And then it just left turns into a Celine Dion ballad. Yeah. From this moment, as long as I live, from this moment. That one. Who's that? I think that might be... It's either Celine Dion or Shania. Well, there you go then. Like, <laughs> just a fucking it's featured heavily on these episodes. Ballad, just like I literally. If you told me this was a Celine Dion song, I'd be like, "Yep, that makes sense." Going from this moment, from this moment, uh, fucking makes me. Imb- I, tell you I, what I, I is, fucking Lucas. hate it. I fucking hate it. Fuck you, Matt. I fuck you. In fact, no, no. In fact, not fuck you, Matt, because we'll get to whose fault this song is, and it's not Matt. <laughs> but everything up until uh, one minute and 45 seconds is like, I was like, oh, hello, they're doing like a Pink Floyd song here, and I'm going to really do well, this. And they not. Was, not Pink Floyd, but it's got, a, it's got that. I'll yeah, tell you what they're little... doing. They're doing the soundtrack to Lethal Weapon. <laughs> oh, they... <laughs> Have you got a clip? No, I haven't got a clip, oh. but listen, listen to it, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. Riggs. Riggs. <laughs> Riggs. 
but just those guitar i really like those guitar sounds they've got like a real like airiness to them like a real like hairiness did you say no airiness like a real oh right there's a real like breathiness to them they've kind of got this like breathy kind of kind of guitar tone to them and then literally literally one minute 45s then goes from this just left turns into a completely different song and that completely different song is the worst thing they've ever done and i fucking fucking hate it Oh. I'll tell you what it goes into, Lucas. It's a school assembly hymn with some guitar yeah. over the top. Or Westlife stand up from there. When they do a key change at four minutes ten, Westlife stand up from their stools in their white linen trousers. <laughs> I really like this. Like a Why? Lot. I think it's the highlight of the album for me. Why? <laughs> insane. <laughs> Why? I mean, I respect it. But I mean, it's fine. just sort of undeniable. It's, it, do you know what else Undeniably it is? what? Undeniably shit. Well, hang on. I, like, it... it it starts off as Lethal Weapon. So I'm like walking around Brighton you, you, just being like, ooh, yeah. I'm like, You can't I'm deny crying. the Pink Floyd of it, though. Surely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, but the like 80s Pink Floyd and Lethal Weapon are like 80s movies. So it was, it yeah. was in vogue. A very, very Clapton, I think. Um, who did the soundtrack for Lethal Weapon 3? So uh, it's also won by U2. <laughs> the riff right. is very, very similar, um, I think, because I haven't listened to one. Uh, in a very long time, but let, let me... Is let that me the one that goes, it. Landmine has taken my sight, taken my yes. speech, taken my hair and taken my arms, taken my legs. Yeah. Good song. Right? I like that. That sounds like I'm Walking Away by Craig David. It does, yeah. I'm Walking <laughs> Away. <laughs> it's the same guitar riff. He rips off you too. That's similar. I think like Muse have kind of slowed it down, but it has that. It's going for that, like same like wide ranging appeal. And but and I think I think, I think that like one, and people have done this with one by you too, which is I think one of just the all time great songs. Uh, it is very easy to be dismissive of it because it's so cheesy and like earnest. But Jesus Christ, if those chord changes and the strings aren't getting to me. I'm I'm into aftermath. It's it's just one of those like slightly bland but highly effective songs. It's just too like when okay, drum the... like when the drums kick in, right? Like, that is something that always always works for me. Drums coming in late to a song, I just love. Always works. Yeah, and the drum when the drums come in, that's when the song is still that's when the song is still good because the drums come in when the song is still doing the good bit. <laughs> well let's hear a little bit of the second half uh, the because when when i say like oh i really love this song and it's a highlight i'm thinking of like this bit yeah <laughs> the, the ambient opening and this is the cool stuff the... everything up until one minute 45 is great i'm telling you but everything oh, post it is so bad that it makes me hate the whole song but the drums haven't even started at two minutes 20 that's this is true. two minutes 20 I must have got my time. Maybe it's two minutes 45 then. Oh, that works for me every it, time. It, it, it must have been 2.45 then, because it's everything, it's everything up until the turn where it goes, I need your comfort. I, I mean, that's, that's something else that we need to talk about. The I really thought we were getting a very sexy song when he goes, I need your comfort. 
comfort. <laughs> the, the last syllable just makes it something completely different. Let's hear a little bit of uh, of the end so we can get a good idea of, of what's going the on. The real here. Celine Dion bit. That is quite crap, isn't it? It's so crap. <laughs> it's the sort of song that someone would have a first dance to, yeah. but a, not a good one. Yeah, you're right. So I, they're going to get divorced to, uh, in three years' time. I, I need to change my highlight picks uh, because yeah. you're right. That that second half is, is ruinous. But the first I, half, love that first half. I'm also really surprised because I literally wrote, Adam is going to say, and you haven't said it, which is because obviously I'm mostly just moaning so about how, like che- how cheesy it is and how fucking uh, how much that annoys me. And I was yeah. really expecting you to say, Lucas... This is no more cheesy than anything else Muse does. I genuinely do think it is. Like, like this I isn't more is. cheesy than Guiding Light. Is I it? think it is in a different way. Uh, anyway. It, it, anyway, it's maybe a bit. It's a bit less winky winky. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. more like <laughs> earnest, isn't it? So the thing with this song, and it's just, which 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 gives gives me hope for like Matt because this is like the most I have like hated. There's songs of Muse's that I think are meh and there's songs that are like pretty shit like like Neutron Star Collision but I don't like despise it whereas this song offends me and interesting that this is the one and only song where Matt says it's the first time we've let a producer tell us what to do like straight up say you should do this. So this song was originally like a bluesy song and Mutt pushed this to be a ballad. Right, okay. And he said, so this is the first time we let someone sort of say, try playing this note, try playing this note. Like as much as, as, as low level as that. And I'll go, yeah, all right. Normally someone would say that and I'd say, sorry, that's not what what we do. But Aftermath is one of the few times they allowed a producer to have say over a song. And it's the worst song they've done. So oh, I don't think it's is, the worst Mutt song they've is done. is to blame. This, in is my not, opinion. this is not as bad as feeling good. In in my in in my IMO in my IMO, it, so it's interesting it's, that, and I can blame someone that's not Muse, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting that they're like it shows that I clearly am buying what Muse are selling because when hmm. they do something that is specifically like dictated by someone else, it's the thing I respond to the most negatively in their entire career. Yeah, it's just it's just dreary, but I don't think it's like particularly like offensive. It, but but like. After it's just had like kind of the same kind of vibe and songs, and then it on this album it's just suddenly okay. And then why that? It, it, at this at this point is where it just takes a drop off. But now we're just complaining again album. about them changing it up, even though we said we were getting bored. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, it's because yeah they changed yeah. it up, but they changed it to revolt and aftermath. I like aftermath. That's the problem. If Dead Inside had been later in the album, I would have gone, oh, cool, nice change of pace. Yeah, I'm really liking this. It's good. I like this song. But it's not. It's Revolt and Aftermath, which At Revolt least it marks me. Where I-, I mean, the reason it does that is because it's a point in the story that is like a lament. Like he says, I'm getting tired of fighting. Yeah, but it's the last you know? 20 minutes Yeah, that now, is, probably. well, yeah, that's the point. Obviously, yeah, in the concept, it, it kind of fits. That's fine. But I want to listen to the album. Not States are crumbling and walls are rising high again. It's all right. It's not bad. Notice that's notice that's before the ship turn. No, I know, but Steve Steve, Steve said like, why would you do this at, at like this point of the album? Like, why try this now? And it's it's like it's it's in keeping with the story that they're telling. I yeah, think. but it is. Yeah, that's true. It's still the same vibe. Yeah. It's just that I, you know, uh, but it is you interesting know, that you get into a rhythm of the album and then 
Into, mm. You say you got into the rhythm, but the rhythm you said you got bored of. So, like, pick one. <laughs> I got even more bored. Yeah. It's interesting, though, that every, every time Adam has described something, gone, yeah, but this bit's good, like those lyrics or whatever, it's always been before the turn. <laughs> right, the song okay. has, this song has a turn, and it is a shit one. Uh, the, We're the bound this song together in... now and forever. Fuck Loneliness off. is gone. Yeah, that Fuck is bad, isn't it? off. Isn't that bad? This song is influenced, by the way, by one of the weirdest things I could ever imagine. Right, this song's influenced by a film, apparently. Okay, I will give. Lethal I will weapon. give you. I will give you four hundred and ten guesses, and you won't guess what film this is influenced. We by. wanted. We wanted this to be a shorter episode. Why are you giving me four hundred and ten guesses? I'm not I'm giving you four hundred and ten. I'm just saying I could. Lucas, Lucas, is it up? It's not up. Give me a clue. No. Um, it's a war movie. Up. Uh, it's it's a war movie, and it's weird that that this song was influenced by it. Yeah. Is it like a famous war movie? I'm not. I mean, define famous. Fuck's sake. <sighs> well, it's not. Is it Platoon? It's not Platoon. Okay. And it's not Full Metal Jacket because we've had Full Metal Jacket, right? Casualties of War is something that's sticking out for some reason. The Michael J. Fox Sean Penn movie. <laughs> uh, okay, no, go on. Uh, Operation Dumbo Drop. No. Also, also, it's a really like unpleasant film for this to be influenced by as well. Like a really like not 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 cool film. Oh, really? Go on. Then. It's what is it? Fury. Oh yeah, that's not a, a fun. Directed by David Ayer, right? Who's like, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, that is a grim film. Good film, good film, but 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 grim. Uh, apparently, he was inspired by a particular scene in the movie. There's a bit in the middle where they go into the apartment. I know the scene they're talking about, and there's a couple of girls, and you think yeah. it's all going to go wrong and go like dark, and actually they end up having this lovely moment. All right. Well, that's that got, fit though, doesn't it? What's that got to do with this song though? Because it starts with like a bluesy riff, and because of the rest of the album and where this is placed in the album, you think it's going to get darker, and it doesn't. And it has what some people might think is a lovely moment towards the end, and you think is you know bland, irritating. Yeah, drops. you did say there was a turn in it. Yeah, yeah. you did say it was yeah, a turn. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I've not thought about the film so, Fury since the gotcha. time I, I went to see Fury. Yeah. The, I went to see Fury at the cinema, and then I have not thought about it since I read that. I've thought about it, but God, do I not want to see it again? It's such a grimy, horrible, grim movie. Yeah, I don't remember if I thought it was very good. Um, also, in keep, uh, you know, just to prove my point that this is their worst song, never played live. They know. They know that Mutt fucked up. They know that Mutt, <laughs> Mutt did them dirty. <laughs> Don't really know 
which bit of the song to play. That's the first minute or so. Do you, should we skip ahead a little bit? It's ten minutes. Skip ahead a bit. This is about four minutes. This is this is the Radiohead section. minutes and it's about eight and a half minutes there ten minutes and seven seconds in total they can't help themselves their longest song no shit (laughs) they have to put a big epic piece at the end like even when they went back to basics, they've got to do a big thing at the end, like they did on the last two albums. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's long. Absolutely, don't care for the globalists. I I like Works good chunk. For me. I like good chunks of it. Uh, in fact, no, do I like it? In fact, no, yeah, not chunks of it. I like this song. I'm just trying to think of what I would, what I'm about to complain about, and I've realised there's no bit. There's like three main bits to the song, and I like them all. Musically, it's it's fine and it's good. Like, there's some good stuff going on, but I have switched off entirely at this point, and I'm quite happy just to end the album before the after after. What's it even fucking called? Aftermath. <laughs> aftermath. Done. It's either aftermath. It's either the aftermath or aftermath, and you can't have aftermath. <laughs> aftermath. <laughs> you can. You can have aftermath. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is interesting that I'm at a point where like uh, a, t- a ten minute song that starts with. A, like a pretty much what is a direct like rip off of of any Morricone, like any Morricone, yeah. Just seems <laughs> like normal. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> like, it's very I, un- I, I, mean, I, I wasn't looking at my like phone the first time I listened to this album for the podcast, and I was like, "Wow, this song just like really keeps going, huh?" <laughs> and it wasn't really like surprising to me. I was just like, "Yeah, no, it's still going," which it's I think is going. like slightly, slightly charming. So something uh, I mean, it's, charming about that. It's not like that. I mean, nowhere near as not as good, but it's not that dissimilar from Exogenesis. It's just it's in one track in that it has got like three quite distinct bits. Yeah. And kind of goes over like a story. And it's like, it's just this one's one long track instead of like each, three. each, like each bit is a little bit too long for me. Like as, as as much as I admire the idea of like a ten minute song, because I do admire stuff like that. I like I like it when bands do that. Um, and as much as I love the first uh, movement, because even when you're ripping off Ennio Morricone, Ennio Morricone is a great composer and it Good sounds thing to cool. Rip off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just like each each bit doesn't. It's not interesting enough to really hold it together as as like a whole piece. Like I think like Knights of Sidonia would be a bit wearing if it was ten minutes long. You know? Yeah, but Night uh, Sidonia doesn't go in as drastically different directions as this does. I guess it kind of does. It really does. It really does actually. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. I mean, it doesn't I, have whistling. You know, the the the, the middle Night Sidonia plus Man with a Harmonica. Well, this is this is, <laughs> this is what I was going to ask. Is like, is this a result of having done Man with a Harmonica on on Night Sidonia for so long that they do Maybe. a western bit, then a slower sort of like what I would call the Radiohead section, and then Rock. a big riff. You and know. then a big like dramatic and it is a good riff. I, I and then like a big the riff. like so the drop A riff 
Yeah. Fucks. Yeah, it's really drop cool. a. It's drop a. So the, uh, and you say about yeah, like they're like like instead of nights, so I don't know. They played this live the whole drones tour. Like yeah. this, this had like a spot on the set. This was like close the main part of the show because mm. it's like a big mm-hmm. like thing. Uh, they had some stuff going on, which we'll see. But did yeah. they? They didn't do this song. And then also do Man with the Harmonica in front of Knights of Sidonia, did they? Pretty, pretty sure they did. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> told you, I'm, I'm told you. They need, they need to, they need to trim Knights and not necessarily make it. And every we, we've done it. I've told, said it a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, we've So, done like that. in terms of the concept, this. So this is where it's a bit strange. I didn't know this, but aftermath is the end of the story for the protagonist number one. Uh huh. And this is like a retelling of the same story. Of the person who like is it becomes indoctrinated, but they go the they go the opposite way and basically become like a madman dictator and nuke the earth, and mm-hmm. are then left sort of in the ashes of it. Right. And in terms of like form meeting function, to be fair, they launch a nuke and then the song goes really fucking dirty, drop a heavy, and like has this big fucking solo and it goes all like big and then quite and then just kind of quietens down that's actually kind of form and function yeah coming together there that's 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 adam that's adam all over yeah uh the so uh, i'm surprised i would have thought adam would have picked up on this but obviously not so the whole like bit at the end after the heavy is not news is not composed by matt bellamy oh that's interesting because it's I've like got a, like uh, my my note here is that the last section is Muse doing Muse. No, this and, is and literally. It's like them doing something that we've heard so many times now that I'm just like, yeah, all right, I, I know, I know, I know Muse. Uh, yes, Nim, Nimrod from the Enigma Variations, composed by Edward Elgar. Uh, I've given you a clip, Adam. Yep, I couldn't tell you if this was the globalist or not. It is because when yeah. Muse do their like we're doing classical thing, it just sort of sounds like an amalgamation of like all classical music, doesn't it? But this is this one is like quite distinctly that he's okay. doing he's doing that he's doing like what he did with um I guess collateral damage was him doing a bit uh, yeah you know, and there's the I belong yes, to yes I hear it I hear it now yeah yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know if that makes you like it less or more or the same but it makes matter drone. It makes Matt a drone because he's copied because he's, yeah. he's like doing a thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I like. I think that's. I, I. I remember when I first heard it. I was like, "This sounds familiar," and I'd obviously just like heard that piece of music in in my life. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, and, like it clicked when I saw that it was like a. Uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't care for homage. It. Homage. Don't care for it. I, d- I don't care for like the 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 last section of the globalist, but I do. I do pretty much like the rest of it. I think it's nice. I think it's a nice, like, like, like you know, it is the form and function thing of like, yeah, the big metal, and then it chills out and kind of is the, like the he kind of regrets his choice to kill everyone on the planet. Mm. <laughs> uh, there's a bit yes. of a, I've got a bit of a beef with this song, uh, which is that Matt dis- Matt this song was too hyped up prior to the release of the album, right? Because Matt described this song as the sequel to Citizen Erased. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Yes, and Which, that it is not. That it is not, in any way, shape or form. <laughs> uh, he 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 referred to them as opposites. 
which is the globalist is a person taking their power and control to disturbing ends. (laughs) Both involve like, I don't know. I don't, I I think it's him being a bit of a, like he says stuff, doesn't he? And he doesn't always think. He says a lot of stuff. So someone, someone like tweeted at him saying, are you going to play Citizen Rage on the next tour? And he said, yes, and it's sequel. And everyone was like, fuck. (laughs) And then this isn't to be compared with Citizen Rage in any way, shape or form. It's a great, I do like this song. I think it's probably like one of the, in the top half of the album, but it's not anything mm. to be compared to Citizen Array. I'd go one, one of their best songs. And, and say it's in the second half of the album. Wow. Hmm. It's towards the end, isn't it? Uh, mm. After he says, I have given you the code, all those like little jumbly, little robot, like little voices, yeah. is, is vocals from other songs in the album, sped up and reversed. Oh, it's my favourite album cool. of all time. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's I quite a, like it. It's a reprise. Then. Steve is Steve is like yeah. So you're at that point where you, you got to it with second horror as well, where you're just like album lost me. I'm done. Basically asleep, exhausting. <laughs> I remember my eyes drooping. I was I was going to go get my son, and my eyes were drooping. In fact, no, it wasn't even second horror. You even had it with resistance. So you've you've like checked out of the last three albums with the last few tracks. Like even resistance, you were like you were like fairly you were like positive towards Exogenesis as a song, but you were like, but I'm bored i'm 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 tired of like all of the madness that was the resistance and so you're kind of madness like yeah. burnt out this is a this is a different tiring though. it was like a slow okay border it was a border steve tiring. really liked like a... second law though oh yeah no i'm um, maybe yeah. i was i was mist- i think i was just thinking of resistance not second yeah law. yeah because uh, all of these conversations with you just blur into one first <laughs> torment yeah. first time i heard this i was like well this is definitely the last track it should be. The yeah. album should end here, and the thing they Disagree. end on is completely unnecessary. I don't Disagree. Care. Here we go. Here we go, then. that for just shy of three minutes it's too long mm. uh, yeah. i like it i found it to be yeah, acapella very, harmonies mate found it to be yeah. very peaceful yeah. yeah i would never ever put it on it's not going on no. my muse playlist like i don't mm. want to just stumble across this song because ugh. but it does i do like it and it's like i like its place on the album i mean i i you know i like how i like an album to end Big. Which is why I think the globalist fits better, but I guess this kind of maybe works in the concept of that it, it's an epilogue. Yeah, it acts. Which, as in like, terms of mm. the plot, it is. It's like my mother, yeah. my father, my brother, the killed by drones. It's just like everyone's dead. We're all dead. Yeah. They're all killed by drones. It acts so, as like a prayer in some ways. Yeah, for all of the characters that we've been following. Yeah, through it's the just, album, who like are a... all in some way doomed. You know. It's very monk chanty. Yeah, I mean, it literally well, yeah. ends with Amen. Well, yeah, that's probably because it wasn't composed by Matt Bellamy. Um, oh, not again, Bellamy. Benedictus from Misa Pape Marcelli, composed by Giovanni Perlugi, 
De Pastrina. I can't do it. Spot on, I imagine. Uh, uh, He is one of the most renowned composers of polyphonic music from the Resistance. From the Resistance? That's what you said. From the the Renaissance. Uh, Play the clip from from 30 seconds onwards, if you could. Yeah. Monastic. Oh, yeah. Are you allowed to do this? It's literally a cover. It's just a cover. It's just (laughs) instead of going, instead of singing in like Italian, I presume that they're singing in, he's just singing about drones. So the the last five minutes of this album are covered by Muse. It's a cover. All right, that's knocked a point off. It's uh, a, yeah. It's, yeah, this is, so apparently like this piece of music is quite like, uh, so I'm going to go into some musical stuff that probably doesn't. Uh, Do you I don't understand, understand it? No, okay, but great. Adam, I'm, I'm hoping you will. Uh, drones slash Benedictus is a madrigal, which is an antique genre yeah. of vocal music common during the Renaissance. One of the most a- yes. outstanding characteristics of madrigal is the overlapping the voices overlapping following voices a different following melody different and rhythm, yes, as opposed rhythm, to. Yes. As opposed to following the same rhythmic same rhythm and melody. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's so it's one of them. So it took the words right out of his mouth. Well, no, he yeah. took the words straight out of uh, Giovanni Perlugia. Yeah. 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 I do you know what I think they should do with the Amen at the end? The I've always thought. I think with the yes. they it's, should end. They should end. Oh, yes. Fuck. This is what I was going to say. Yeah. Fuck's sake. I don't like that it ends with the word Amen. Oh, I feel like that man. is too far in the direction of trying of trying to be like all Requiem. like they may as well have the Bibles and smash them on the head. Yeah, I feel like that is too on the nose. So do you know what I think they should do to get away with saying our men, but not really saying our men. Our women in, incorporate a line at the end <gasps> where they like imply that the problems, like the people behind all this, are men. Oh, isn't isn't that yeah, isn't yeah. that what the, is, is that no? What it is doing? no. It's the word amen. Yeah, I know, but. You've just, are you saying? That, are you saying that they are? But then the read, line before Lucas, it should be the people behind all the drones <laughs> and all oh, the suffering. Amen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you, someone you write songs like Matt Bellamy does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to credit. I say I've got credit. Like I've actually, like I'm actually going to credit them. I'm you not because I've, I've written because I've written someone on Reddit, not written their Brilliant, username. Right. Describe this, and I think this is just very apt, which is why I put it, wrote it down. Is this, this song is what happens when Matt has his mind set on something, and Dom and Chris are too afraid to say no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, like uh, fine. It's fine. Do you know what isn't fine? The fact that on the Drones tour, it was played twice at every gig. <laughs> okay, <laughs> to open and close entirely on playback. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so Why didn't he play it on guitar? Two sets in the stress, two points in the set <laughs> where they played a playback of the same song that is a cover. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fuck it's done. It's done. One for, the, one for the spreadsheet, though. It's done as yeah. like a reprise. So they open the show with it and then they do a reprise of it after The Globalist. So do you. Mm. um? 
do you count that twice? Your, do, do I count yeah, that do, twice? Do you note down, down especially how many I don't times feel like you've I, seen I, something? I don't, I don't feel like I should. Have you seen drones an inordinate number of times? Well, no, I would have only seen drones once because I only went to the the uh, the the second the this album's name drones. I only went to the drones like arena tour for one, and you day. left halfway through, so you didn't see the second. And they say you must have seen it twice. And they yeah. didn't, they didn't do um, like any like so this is like a tour where they didn't do a they didn't do like a stadium one like they do the arenas and then they go and do a stadium sort of thing they didn't do right. any of that so there was no real opportunity to see it again apart from on the tour like they weren't playing it at stadiums like when sorry like festivals like i saw them at uh, uh, uh reading around this time mm. they didn't they didn't play drones right no. okay yeah that's probably a good show at a festival <laughs> um so having said that on my notes i have put drones down twice on my on my spreadsheet, I've okay, got drones good. twice. I've got the globalist once and drones twice. Drones is finished. The drones, the album's over. What do we think? Does it deserve its reputation in their pantheon? No, no. In Adam's opinion, it is not the worst Muse album. Uh, it's it's not the best new Muse album. It's not even close to being the worst Muse album for me. I think it's better you, than Absolution. You, you prefer this to Absolution, don't you? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, actually, yeah. So, and do you prefer this to second? Do you prefer this to second law as well? Yeah, I do. Which you yeah, were... actually, oh, yeah, Lucas. Fuck. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Wait, do you what? prefer this to Origin? I was going to say, what else yeah, actually, Steve. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing for you, this sits below Origin, Black Holes, and Resistance. Uh, and above, that's interesting. And, ab- and above the rest. I think it's I think it's fine. I think I think it might even be slightly better than than fine. Are they like are they like reinventing the wheel? No. Are they not even reinventing themselves? <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know you know that they're going back to rock music at a time when rock music was more popular. They're not necessarily trendsetters that trend followers that, that that that's 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 fine because what i think on on this album is that they actually sound very sure of themselves and they sound very sure of their concept and their direction and i think that that comes across uh on the record and it is like a marked difference now whether or not you know you know people's opinion will vary on whether or not it's better or worse but there is certainly a difference between this and the second law you you do you respect it more because you feel like it's got more of like you like a concept you like the fact that it comes i like a concept but but the muse that i heard on the second law was a band that was kind of like lost and a bit listless and searching for a sound and on here it feels like and I, d- I don't necessarily think that my take is like, oh, it's good because it's rock music and they should do rock music. <laughs> uh, it's just that like the second law was so like scattered and sort of like all over the place that this is now refreshingly sort of like cohesive and it has some riffs and some hooks and some catchy bits. And that's kind of maybe what I want from Muse more than I want something that jumps all over the place. And I do think that, yeah, Lucas, I like the narrative idea. I like the concept of it. I think that they've actually done for maybe like maybe only the second or third time in their career album wise that the form meets the function you've got that blend of organic and electronic that sort of mirrors the subject matter that they're talking about the lyrics aren't consistently good but they are good in places 
I don't think that the bad lyrics harm the overall message. And and I'm I'm you know yeah I'm mainly like just glad that there is seems to be a central message that doesn't feel tacked on in a way that it did like the sen- like the second law. Like yeah, I mean, it tracks, is more the second law, and you know, sticking them at the end when the rest of the album hadn't really talked about it. Felt yeah, like it's, quite it's definitely on. more cohesive in that way. Yeah, like the second law, when especially when we then you know went over it in with a fine tooth comb, you mm. then realise that actually the concept, the whole like you know energy and all that sort of stuff concept, mm. actually is only present on a little bit of the album and not much of it at all. Yeah. Whereas actually, yeah. yeah, to be fair, this the concept is absolutely present. It sounds... And just it's just a, a good chunk of the songs are either not great or very average. And so that kind of for me is like Yeah. I I rate the second law higher because the the highs are higher. There's songs on that that I think fucking absolutely slap. And the mm. songs that I think are meh, I think are still like better than the likes of like Revolt. And certainly this you know, it doesn't help this album contains my least favourite muse song. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. sway it a bit, isn't it? Yeah, um, doesn't doesn't help. I'd, I'd love I'd love drones to be like looser. I'd love it to be less like everything is very in time and in tune. And I'd love that Produced. like origin of symmetry, like thrashiness back. Which but, we just it's you're never gonna get. You just news yeah, are never gonna, gonna, gonna do that type of thing again. And I'd like I think anyone who who hopes well you can hope for it, but you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed. Like anyone who expects that is like you're just not gonna that's not gonna happen they're not gonna suddenly get the energy of them at 21 like off their tits and like riding high on suddenly becoming rock stars and doing (laughs) this mad album when they're like a bunch of married with kids 43 year old men they're just just not they're not gonna make origin of symmetry yeah that's true uh, I I didn't realise that the last five minutes was like comprised of like two covers really, uh, which you know is actually slightly disappointing. I think I thought they were doing something very interesting with drones, but actually they were just sort of. I mean, they're still doing something interesting. It just makes it less interesting to me that they didn't write it. I guess. I mean, if if I because I think I knew it was a cover like almost straight away. Right. I don't know how I must have like read it or something, but. If he'd written that, I'd be much more impressed because I'd be like, wow, that's quite a lot of like, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of intertwining, intricate. Mm. That's very impressive. But in fact, it's because someone many years ago is very impressive. Yeah. (laughs) So I was, I think I'm going to give it a five out of 10. Straight to the score. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it a five out of 10. What does that put it like in with in terms of the rest of your albums? Um, not your albums Muse's albums well I like my albums very much because it's exactly the kind of music (laughs) that I like (laughs) Um, in terms of the rest of the Muse albums so just slightly above uh, um, Absolution and a couple of of steps down from The Resistance so you've given nothing a six yet no there's been no sixes this was very nearly a six, and it, I don't know, us talking about it has just killed it a little bit. If it hadn't me. been for the covers, do you think it would have been a six? I think maybe, yeah. Or if or if you hadn't made me realise that Aftermath was crap in the second half, because I have that as a highlight, which I now have to change. So my lowlights are Mercy and Revolt, uh, and my highlights are Dead Inside, and I'm going to go very safe and just go Psycho, wow. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. is doing rock music and i don't know i just responded to it very well that is actually quite interesting because psycho is such a basic song that it really is yeah yeah yeah. there you go that's that's how i think low lights what's your low did you do low lights or did i I... mercy and revolt yeah right because just absolute dross uh but you know i don't think it deserves this sort of like weird 
opinion that it's like the worst Muse album because they put out Showbiz and Absolution and I, the Second Law and they're I mean, all worse. <laughs> I think it. I think it. Uh, I think what doesn't help like that 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 you know that reputation it's got is the fact that it, it's not just that people think it's like not great, but also that it was so clearly well the fact that they went kind of straight back in the other direction kind of shows that it's kind of seen as a bit of a course correct that went wrong yeah, you know like like, like lifeblood yeah. they went from lifeblood to uh like, don't the when, tigers you know don't, i mean we'll get to it when this when this album came out people didn't shit on it it's just like you know people on hindsight will always then like start to reflect yeah of course. i'm sure when this album came out i was like fucking hell it's muse doing a rock album yeah. uh, but actually like i've you know over time steve i i think that it gets a lot of points for just having that. I mean, as much as we joked about him just saying the word drones through most of the songs, and that, therefore it's a concept. <laughs> it's a concept <laughs> now, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but it has a story and it has like a concurrent theme and, and that that is good about it. But the, the pacing of the whole thing is just is a bit bad. Um, I was expecting to after I was expecting to really like it after the first few songs and being like, oh my God. I'm going oh, to be shit. the one that loves drones. Like, and, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was really excited. I was going to be like, oh, I like drones, even though it's not cool to like it. And then, and then, and then I'm like, that's the oh, only I mean, reason I've really... given it any positivity. By the yeah, way, yeah. To see, no. Yeah. I mean, it's still a five for you, which is not... <laughs> that's, that's bang um, average. That is, you know. It, you know, it's got, yeah, I, I reckon Psycho is one of my favorite songs that Muse have done. And I, I thought you were about to say one of your favorite songs. I thought Psycho is one of my favorite songs. It's one of the best written songs of all time. <laughs> Psycho by Muse. Have you heard it? Um, but it, it, it never really gets anywhere. It never kind of peaks. And then in it, it's just a slow, gradual decline. And then Aftermath happens and it just drops off a fucking cliff for me. Like, even if like Loads of the Globalists is well written, like I wouldn't really know because after setting up this sort of vibe, it just lost me altogether. I think you um, should start when we, I mean, we've got one album left. With other rounds, mm. when we do future bands, I think you should. The do, random yeah, thing. Do you ever do shuffle? Because I think no. you clearly, it's happened to quite a few albums now, Manix as well, where when an album, once you've kind of dropped, you find it very hard to then. But that's to how get, I listen to, to music. I back. listen to the album. Like, and I should be reviewing this as an album, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, a, as a front start to finish. How the album, the journey, I hate that word, the but journey. the journey it takes you. The emotional journey, and artistic guys, you know? journey of the record, Steve. Mm. Oh, oh. And we call it record. We do, yes. But I, I, I think you're right. I, I, I am sort of halfway between this argument because I have been a little bit of a convert to Lucas's, you know, at least do like a, a few lessons on shuffle because you do like taking the songs in isolation makes them much easier to write notes and talk about um mm. because you, not, you're, you're yeah. giving you're giving the songs more time but we aren't reviewing a collection of songs we're not reviewing the globalist we're reviewing the album and the globalist we are reviewing the, the album yeah. exactly and if the album leaves you tired you know that's got a factor into the review isn't it 100 percent. yeah i think even though i think this has a couple of absolute bangers on it um like i will listen i will re-listen to like two or three of them some of them will make but, your play they'll make the playlist the muse playlist yeah yeah oh yeah but like it is dreary it's just a dreary album and it and it is it gets drearier at the end for me and it just it just big big drop um do you want my score oh yes it's a three. Oh, that's a lot lower than I expected. It's a real a real kicker that's the lowest score steve's ever given on the podcast is, is it, it really? really yeah it is it's got a couple of peaks, and then everything's average to poor, and then poor. <laughs> That's how it felt. Like it's like you're some, walking some, down yeah. a mountain. Yeah, 
Now, Steve, does that make you read? Does that uh, make does that sit right with you? Because I I can't when I do my scores, I can't help. No, you're right. It doesn't. No, I can't. But I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, Lucas. I'm sorry. No, I'm not trying to. Mate, if there's an album, I'm going to try and get Steve to give it a higher it's score. It's not. It's not drones. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, like, I when I do my scores, I find it so hard not to take them in consideration with everything else I've reviewed on the podcast, and so knowing mm. that it's your lowest, like, this is the worst album we have covered on this podcast. Yeah, I, I've never been bored before in a Muse album, and I got really bored. Apart from that bit where you got bored during uh, the Resistance that you said you got yeah. bored. Oh no, you said you got tired. To be fair, you said you got tired. Not yeah, that is tired. an exhausting album. Tired That's what I really like about. That's yeah. why I fucking love that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Best songs: Psycho, Reapers, Done, Done. Nice. It's in the bag. What's the it's low done. lights? Uh, like aftermath and globalist because that's where I just went. Globalist, but I appreciate that, and I appreciate yeah. you, Steve. Thanks, man. I appreciate you too. I think I appreciate you both as great friends. Fuck Aww. off, Steve. <laughs> I think now we're shirtless. By the way, this is part yeah. two. We're shirtless. By the way, oh yeah. If you haven't listened to part one, what's wrong with you? Why you're still shirtless? Part two I'm but still we're all shirtless, burned. and we're all gonna just like wrestle and then kiss in front of a fire. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Lucas, you have to go now. Uh, yeah. The natural order. My opinion on drones hasn't changed. Whereas, like, quite a few of the albums, like, I kind of realised that Second Law, even though I, there's a lot that I really loved in it, there was, like, oh, on the whole, there's a bit less that I love about it. You know, Resistance mm. turned out I loved it even more. Sure. Uh, Absolution, you kind of, you dragged me down a little bit. Like, yeah. Not yeah, to yeah. your pathetic levels, but down <laughs> to my level. <laughs> but this is what this is one where I came into it with an opinion, and that hasn't changed in the slightest. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. came into it and I was like, yeah, I know it's got some great songs on it, but on the whole, pretty meh. And there's yeah, like I do like I guess on upon discussing it and going into it, I do kind of respect it a bit more. In that what, way, like, you like, mean like the narrative, like concept yeah, because it's got yeah, the yeah. concepts, and then like de- delving into the concepts and talking about the concept, and actually like the four meeting function bits are actually like that's quite good. That's quite unused yes. for that to like go well, like doing the form. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you know, yeah, like the use of I don't know. Uh, He's talking his score up. He's talking it up. No, it's I'm going not. Up every time he adds. I'm something. actually trying to no, because I don't know <laughs> my actually a ten. I don't know my <laughs> score yet until you tell me what I gave other albums. You know, this is how I. Oh start. right, okay, okay. yeah, uh, all right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's. It, I think I absolutely understand why it has the reputation it does because I'm one of those people. Like, mm. I'm, I'm I'm glad they didn't continue doing drones because that would have been disappointing. Because, like, I mean, well, it's been the case for the last few albums, right? I've been saying that I think the the rock songs are becoming the less interesting songs because it's just like, yeah, it's Muse doing a rock song, but they're nowhere near as good as the rock songs they used to write. Yeah, you know, none of them are as good as Stockholm Syndrome and Newborn and Hysteria and songs like that. Whereas some what I these, like, some of these are better. Shut up. Whereas what I, you know, whereas like Panic Station is doing something completely different, and it's fucking incredible. It's great. Like, but the likes of like even the highlights on this album are still not as good as those songs. Are still not as good as the the rock classics that Muse have done. The rock. I classics. hate how much we're talking about rock and yeah. rock classics. Rock classics. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, actually really into rock music. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you God, have you seen. Have you seen these? <laughs> Have you seen these? Oh, those are the horns. How are you doing that? You've got your little finger and your index finger, but everything else is down. It's called the horns. It looks like the Check this out. like it. It's very scary. (gasps) Twice. Whoa, there's another one. He's got a mate. He's got (laughs) got a mate. (laughs) Yeah, so even the highlights aren't as good. Like, like, okay, so my highlights are Reapers and The Handler, probably. 
Like, cool. Very, mm-hmm. very obvious. Um, I do really like Dead Inside. Nah, the first half of it's fairly plodding. Reaper and Reaper and Handlers, which are like, but uh, but those still aren't as good as the likes of Stockholm Syndrome and Hysteria, no, and both, Plug in Baby, and the songs like that. Uh, the low lights are hmm. Hmm. I think the low lights are hmm. I think probably can I say drones? Yeah, of course you can. It's one of the songs. It's one of the, the songs album. on the album. Do I like? Oh, you mean the album? Do I do like? Do, do I like drones less than Revolt? <laughs> yeah, probably. Do I like drones less than less than Revolt? It's good that we've tacitly agreed that you can't have JFK or Drill Sergeant. No, I like Revolt less. I like Revolt less. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, it's less Re- interesting, isn't it? Uh, yeah, drones, I, I was just thinking in my head about listening to it, and I just thought I don't want to listen to Revolt, <laughs> 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 even even imaginary. <laughs> Uh, and probably Aftermath, which I think is a steaming pile of absolute dog shite. Yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> you mentioning that. Oh, yeah. Um, I you and my score good, yeah. is, um, tell me what I've given other albums, please. What did I give The Second Law last week? Seven. Uh, what have I given a six? Showbiz. So that's, is that my lowest? Mm-hmm. It's five then. Oh! Okay. Yeah. I think I, even though a lot of showbiz is also fairly, yeah. you know, the second half of the album is pretty meh, uh, it's still the songs that do it for me, do it for me more. And I, it's definitely like it has, it's got a respect, it's got a respect, it's got a respect and an energy, you know, whereas this is very just Muse doing a rock album. That must be our lowest rated album of all time, then. No, I don't believe is it that it is. Not? That'd be uh, very surprising. So even postcards, Lucas quite liked. I would have. Yeah, but to... remember, me liking only means probably I gave it a six or something. I would have on the to manic run season. The, my high scores were still quite low. <laughs> Adam has the numbers. I'd have to run the numbers. Postcards is indeed lower. Um, this puts it on a par with Resistance is futile. Oh, which was resistance. lower than Postcards? No. It's higher than postcards. Postcards is lower. Oh, sorry, postcards. Do you want me to repeat what I just said? Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so th- to those who didn't listen to the manic season because you just like Muse, which, by the way, bad. You should listen to the manic season because it's uh, it's got some great, great content. Uh, <laughs> like, like, the, a, I think a few of those scores are dragged down a little bit by the fact that I generally scored a bit lower on that album. On the whole, I was yeah. I was scared to go too high because yeah. I was constantly comparing albums to Muse albums. <laughs> I can feel a reassessment coming on. In that case, if that's something you're willing to admit live on the podcast, uh, no, no, all right, I refuse. Cool, no. okay, yeah. <laughs> right, well, move I do have some interesting manic stats. We'll do them off air. We'll do them off air. So it gets released number one in twenty-one. It's still a Muse album at the end of the day, so it goes to number sure. one in like yeah, of course, yeah. The first album and only, I think, to go to number one in the states that Muse did, mm. which is interesting because I wouldn't have pegged that because they kind of Muse picked up american audience when they got poppier and when they've done a rock album they sold the best they've done it's a big but as you big, said they big, were getting big rock market in uh, yeah you were saying in, in the usa well as we mm. discovered on the things we we're talking about bands that stream more than muse and it's a lot of really shit rock bands yes, that stream exactly. in america yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah sold over a million worldwide uh this won a grammy for what for best, best artwork best best artwork <laughs> best rock best rock album Okay, that feels. So, so, do you know what that feels like? Giving um, Muse the nod. 
like yeah, giving them it, like it, the it, lifetime it, achievement almost. Yes, like. exactly. It feels like giving Robert De Niro an Oscar for the war with Grandpa. You know, you because, know like because they feel he's like he's due one. one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was expecting to see the, the reviews for this were like more in line with how we're talking about it, but they were kind of. Well, well, it's not that they were middling. It's that they were either like really quite positive, or really shit. Right. Okay. So Kerrang gave this a perfect score. Great. Okay. Well, it's a very Kerrang album. Calling it a claustrophobic classic that sharpens the focus of what is possible in the name of high-minded rock. Fuck off. <laughs> I like um, the record, and I would not <laughs> say that ever. And then you've got, and then you've got Pitchfork. Oh, yes, good. Saying, whatever pleasure can be generated from Bellamy's admirable melodic sense and overblown hooks is negated by Muse's insistence that they're profound rather than fun. <laughs> that is yeah. Which I think, a good way to sum up why I think so that, many people think Muse is lame. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. great take. I think that's yeah, really that good. because and, and like obviously, the, some people, myself included, know when they know they're being fun. And I, and, and I, am, yeah. on, I am completely agree that this is not that album. They don't. Right, they're not yeah. being fun, which is why it's my least favorite Muse album. But, but the times when they are, I think a lot of people would say that's Muse all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're even on like, yeah. uh, uh, fucking on Resistance. They're taking themselves seriously. So, no, Guiding Light. They're not taking themselves too seriously, actually. But we've covered Guiding Light mm, numerous times. I think at this point. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of like sevens and tens. Sevens out of tens, not tens. Seven out of tens, like fours out of fives, but then like twos and ones. Sure, yeah. So it's like just a real mix. I think it's just based on the publication. Like, if it's a rock publication, they probably loved it. Anyone else thought it was shite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one's like, uh, this is quite a short album cycle. I mean, it's not in the sense that it like, mm, it's literally, okay. they always do, it's three albums every time. <laughs> it's, it's always three years an album. Three years an album is always the thing. But they like, I feel like they got the album turned around quite quick from ending the Second Law era. And then this. Is that because their tours get longer? But this tour isn't that long. Oh, okay. So this has got like the least like sort of. Oh, I, I like whenever we do it. Like I always do like the like all the sort of subsections of the tour like bits, and this has kind of got the least. So basically, you know, they did the they did the psycho tour, that little one. Yeah. They did a little like warm up tour in Asia and South America. They did their first ever show in mainland China, oh, in Beijing, okay. and they didn't play Uprising. Well, of because course. Because they were told they're not allowed, yeah. which I feel completely yeah. goes against the point of the lyrics of that song. Yes, I would like to remind maybe listeners who listened to the first season or, uh, you know, listeners who didn't, I'd like to inform them that when Manic Street Preachers played in Thailand, they were threatened with death if they played an anti-monarchy song called Repeat. And they played it anyway. Yeah. Because they're naughty little punk boys. Naughty little punk boys. Naughty little punk Yes, that's a bit lame. But uh, no, yeah, this was kind of like, they, they didn't do like sub parts of this tour. They didn't do like the thing where they did a, like the, the main arena tour and then they did the big stadium show later. They just did a really big worldwide like arena, the Drones World Tour, basically. Right, cool. Which is what we're going to cover on the thing. And it's like, they, they're, they're filling big venues in every single country, basically. So it's like the same production everywhere. It's not like oh nice. It's not like they go to Asia and they get the they get the and we version. don't have to do commentaries for two gigs now, so that's good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we still got the in ear monitor. Yeah, oh, yeah, we yeah. still got that. Through, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's interesting that this that the, the, the I read like the like the stats for this actually gave the um how much the tour generated in terms of revenue. 
Oh, and I don't know if this is a big number or not because I have no idea how much a tour generates. No reference. They did 132 shows. Mm-hmm. What? Ten pound. Get okay. <laughs> I, I I don't know if Adam knows. Like, look, would you would have a ballpark? You, 132 like, shows that are arena shows. All arena shows. Uh, 150 million. Oh, not even close. 88 million. That's pretty close, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. N- almost half of what the number that you said was, so it's not that close. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, well. <laughs> well. Yeah, it's pretty close, though, isn't well. it? Two I, I remember, close to I remember one. the 360 tour by U2 being like the highest uh, revenue, yeah, the highest grossing tour of all time at that point. Uh, let, let me see if I can find that. Number. Yeah, I just have no basis of comparison to know if that's like an insanely huge amount of money or if that's like that's what a band of that size generates on a tour. Well, I just have no. So the 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 running, yeah, that the highest grossing tour ever is still the U two three sixty tour at about four hundred million. Fuck me. Yeah, it's half a billion. Fuck yeah, me. yeah, half a billion quid. That's I wonder how much. Crazy. I wonder how much they made off of that. Like they tenor, tenor. Yeah, <laughs> anything like bloody streaming. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, when yeah, I, is, yeah. it, is this interesting? No. When I was going through, <laughs> when, I, when I was going through like the gig list, anyway. one thing that I did find weird because I just don't know. I, I mean, I guess is the thing that happens is on their tour dates, like and on Muse Wiki, every single tour date is on there. They've got one in LA, and it is labeled dress rehearsal, no audience. Right. Like they did like a full gig with all the yeah. bits, all the gubbins. Yeah, I mean, I guess they have to. I guess they have to like. Yeah. What did you think the first time they ever do the show? Is it the first gig? No, but but then it's weird because on all the other tours, I've not seen that they've specifically done a dress rehearsal. Maybe someone didn't write it down where well, you were looking. I mean, a few people got to go. You could win a contest to go. There was probably like a few dozen people there uh, just standing around. But yeah, so this was the one that was the three. So you said about the three sixty tour. This had the three sixty. This was the three sixty tour. So it was in the. It's in the round. In the round. Mm. I, don't, I won't go into the, the details of the actual show too much. Because we, we shall see it. We can do that next week. But yeah, um, ran from November 2015 to June 2016, which, again, not that long. November to June is the Drones World Tour. That is quick. Yeah, that is quick. So the, the album comes I don't out. I know in, I said that twice. The album comes out in June. They do like a sort and it's of also war- quick. They do a warm up tour in Asia and South America. So actually, what I said about every single country gets the proper show, not true, because Asia and South America got a warm up tour which didn't get the full show. Right. They do this. They do the tour from like November through to June, and then they do some festivals that summer. Fair. The, yes. To be fair though, the tour we say about like doing multiple nights, five nights at the O2, six nights at the equivalent in Paris. That's pretty Jesus. mad. That is, that's, you know, it's more than four nights. It is. Mm. Yeah. And then they basically wrap it up by doing like they do the, they do summer festivals. They do Glastonbury 2016, which you saw them at, Steve. But yeah, this is kind of like the shortest sort of cycle. Like they, between, they do summer festivals in 2016 and then they do nothing until May 2017, which is arguable as to whether you'd even call them drones gigs because they're playing a lot of stuff from drones, but they're also kind of starting to do simulation theory stuff as well. So not really. The only other thing I guess of note is that Matt meets his now wife Elle on because she's the uh, she's the actress in the Mercy music video. Oh, cool! That's uh, just if we're going to talk about the relation, you know, I talked about them, him and Kate Hudson. So we're now like a paparazzi tabloid yeah, yeah, yeah. podcast yeah, yeah. that talk we're about a, their relationship. We're a gossip blog. We're yeah. a gossip blog. <laughs> uh, so we have to talk about like who they're shagging. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes, and uh, for for Halloween, they release a Halloween song mm. for some reason. Because it's Halloween. <laughs> because it's Halloween called New Kind of Kicks, which is a new kind of kick. There's no S. Yes, no. Uh, it's a cover of a song. Adam, play it. All right. Life is sure. Filled with stuff. Don't know what for I ain't had enough So, released for Halloween 2017, they did a cover of New Kind of Kick by The Cramps. Yeah. Okay, right. I was going to say it sounds like The Misfits or The Cramps. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've, I, I'd never heard of The Cramps prior to they're, this. They're oh, really? a no. very famous uh, punk band. Does that strike uh, you as the a, source a, of a, thing I would know a and horror. the source of music I would know? Yeah. They're a horror-influenced punk band. Yeah. Although so they mainly put, played sort of like rockabilly. kind of. So is that kind of why... The, this is like released on Halloween, yeah. And yeah, the video has, and the video has a woman dressed up as Elvira, fuck, mistress off. of the dark, Elvira, Elvira, mistress, mistress of, of the, the dark. dark. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the Blu-ray of her movie. Yeah, I was gonna right say that's the, as soon as I saw that that was like a famous like a horror character, I was like, that is right up Adam Street. Yeah, like yeah classic yeah. horror, like that kind of old. We have old loads horror. of uh, we we have a pop figure of Elvira as well. Yeah, yeah, you're very into like old like uh yeah. like you know cheese horror, aren't you? The the, the cover the, the the song is is fine. It's a fairly decent cover of It sounds of the exactly original. the same as the they, original. They cleaned they, it up a little. They bit, haven't yeah. done their own take on it really. It just sounds no. the same. I mean, you've got a clip do you want to play? Is it worth playing? It sounds the same, but it's not it's not Muse instead. Life is short, filled with stuff, don't know what for, I had a I mean, you could have showed me this song and and told me it wasn't Muse and just said, oh, it's there, it's, it's this back, because I didn't know this was a cramp song. And I wouldn't have told you it was Muse, it doesn't sound like Well, he's, yeah, he's not doing falsetto he's and doing a like voice, that. He's doing a bit of like he's doing, a, he's doing a bit of yeah. a Halloween yeah. voice but I kind of want Muse to just do a fucking weird punk album now where, where they all wear leather <laughs> I don't oh I do well this, this is the thing right is is that the, the, the song the cover song is fine the real treat is the video yeah where he yeah. has the Cramps-esque quiff they're all wearing yeah. leather and they have found someone to play Elvira who looks exactly like Elvira. Um, Elvira was in a music video for The Cramps. Oh, great. And I can't remember what song, but I um, that's why. I don't think it was New Kind of Kick. Um, 
But yeah, they're like a Halloweeny like fun band, and yeah, the the covers fine. It's definitely worth seeking out the music video. Yeah, the video makes really it more entertaining because they're yeah. kind of hamming it up and doing yeah. a lot of silly like gyrating and Lip Dom sta- Dom and... starts bleeding. And yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how much di- discussion is like that. This song is 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 worth. But what I would like to ask because because I'm do- playing this from YouTube, it's not available on Spotify. They seem to have played it live numerous times at arenas. How do you know? That? Oh, because you're looking on YouTube. Because I'm looking at all these related right. videos. <laughs> and 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 Adam, you're gonna hate it. Why? So uh, this is like late drones era. So like this, the sort of bit that I'm not gonna talk about because it's starting to trickle into simulation theory. Uh, they they played this. When I say they yeah. played it, Dom and Chris played it. Oh, they did like an instrumental version. No, no, no. Oh, what Chris sang? Playback of Matt singing. <laughs> what? <laughs> With a video, so what? so so it had Matt like like He's do, there. So it had Matt in yeah, the outfit. Like, what could they not get him? So it had what? like so it had like Matt in the outfit like like from the video, but like just singing straight to camera sort of thing with the quiff and everything, singing yeah. it, and then obviously the playback of just the vocals. But Dom and Chris would play their bit. Does he really need to have a pee during that? Much? No, this 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 I this bet is it's when for his voice. This is when Matt said. This is when the quote. When I said, I think I said on the last episode, when Matt described, this is when he has a cup of tea. It that'll was describing his, why they do new vocal co- cords. Yeah, I do wonder. But then, but then, yeah. fine. Then just they didn't want to get Larry Jitus back. But exactly. I, and I, well, and I guess the vocals. And I guess. And I yeah, guess. Back, Susie needs dick. And I guess if they did an instrumental <laughs> version without the singing. That's the Matt's still off stage because there is no guitar because this is this song's doing a bit of a royal blood where like the bass is taking the, yeah, the, the yeah. lead. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, so it'd be the same in terms of Matt wouldn't be on stage, but then I just think like just do another Dom and Chris jam and don't do new kind of kick at your shows. Yeah, it yeah. is a weird thing. Did they do it like every night? New kind of kick has been played live 28 times. What the fuck? <laughs> so, it's literally in, in, in 2017. They they did another kind. Of, they did like a bunch of sort of arenas and a few festivals and bits like that. There was no particular. It wasn't really the drones era, but it also wasn't quite yet simulation theory. It was kind of just some gigs. Uh, but yeah, twenty eight gigs over the course of that summer, they did the new kind of kick playback. That's mad. Thing. A weird little Halloween cover makes it onto like arena stages. But not just arenas, festivals. A festival crowd. <laughs> the Life is Beautiful Festival, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, right? That The crowd for that is not just dedicated, like, Muse, like, fans. That is, mm. like, a mix. They do not need to hear your weird Halloween song. Because, like, I get a small bit of kick out of it, a new kind of kick. A new kind of kick. I'd get, yeah. like, cause, like, just because I'd be like, oh, I've not seen this before. And, like, <laughs> they're playing the Halloween song. Mm. But, like, the average audience is just like, oh, I don't know this one. But they also don't know that it's like this silly little funny <laughs> gag either. It's just kind of like, uh, whatever. I really think that this is like, stuff like that is why people have a problem with music. <laughs> I don't, because I don't think, because I don't think most people uh, like know that they do things like, I don't think people know the details the of the festival song... would. The people who were like curious to go and see music at a festival and were confronted with a video of Matt Bellamy wearing a quiff, <laughs> singing a Halloween song, but he's not really singing it. It's playback. You know, casual people probably went, I don't know who or what this is for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's strange. Uh, just also around that same time, it's got nothing to do with new kind of kick anymore, but I've just just seen it on uh, on, on Muse Wiki. 
they played this for the for the lamest thing Muse has done. Muse played mm. BlizzCon. Oh, they played BlizzCon, <laughs> which is like the Blizzard convention. Blizzard, the game developer, in right? World so, of Warcraft. Uh, is that is that Blizzard? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh and, my Over- God. and and Overwatch and a few other games, right? And it, like, I know that bands do play those conventions, and I normally tend to think that the bands that play it are kind of a bit lame. Muse are one of them. Well, Muse are and okay. Muse are a bit lame. Guess what, guys? They were they were dressed up on stage. Oh, for fuck's sake! Uh, okay, they were cosplaying. Yeah. Uh, only, only, uh, only Matt and Dom. Chris is like, fuck off. I'm not oh yeah, that. Chris will not. Uh, Chris will not partake. Thank you very much. Dom was dressed yeah. in a full knight outfit. <laughs> Jesus, how so fucking lame! He uh, was percussion. Yeah. yeah, he was just playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> he really was playing. Thirty, himself 30 seconds point. to Mars played with them on that tour. Bad band. Yeah, not a very good band. Uh, <laughs> what, what kind of... So, hang on. Uh, so, Drones. Show us the CD of Drones. Oh, for fuck's sake, you want to do Merch <laughs> Corner? Go on. Oh, he's gone to get it. He didn't have it ready. He's gone to get the CD. I hope it's in a jewel We already case. know it's the CD. Yeah. What? No, I reckon it's in cardboard. This is exciting. What's he's it going to be? Guys, it's really quick this week. Okay. I don't even own the CD of drones. Wow. Well, there you go. That has thrown us right out. It's quick because uh, it doesn't exist. That's so, also That was also true of um, the second <laughs> lore as well. But I've got the second lore on CD only because I bought the big box set like that has all the gubbins in it. Was there Drone, not a drones box Drones set? didn't get a big silly box set. No, because they, they're not silly on this album. They're lame. They're just boring. And they released this. It's a vinyl. It's grey. Oh, you do have yeah. it on vinyl. Okay, great. I've got it on vinyl. <laughs> I've got it on vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't like this album, but I bought it for twenty. No, quid. Just look how dreary oh, that, like, so look how dreary albums. that inside art is. Like, it's just all so like fits the album. Vibe. Dreary. Yeah. Yeah. That that's quite cool. A little bit actually. Oh, oh no, got, guys! Us. Look what's in there. It's CDs. It's only the fucking CD. <laughs> 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 wow, that was worth it. What there a twist! Turns out there was a bit of a box okay, set. It's yeah, just really boring. Well, also, there's yeah. a DVD in there, and it's got some live clips. Who fucking cares? Nice, great. Stoked, yeah. as stoked as you are, yeah. uh, guys! All of that that we talked about and that we heard and discussed was that music, dreary music. Uh, every song apart from Aftermath was music. Aftermath was uh, an abomination. So you will concede that Drill Sergeant is music. Interesting. There it's more go. music than Aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have time? For a, a little quick email. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Jack Shaw has emailed in to say, and it, the subject line is La Resistance, so cool. <laughs> he says, Good morning, big mates. Now, it's 10 to 11 at night, so already I'm, I've got my, it's, it's got my back up this evening. I'm livid. I'm, yeah. I'm livid. Yeah. Now, nah, prick. I'm fine about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have called our listeners bricks. <laughs> Why not? You treat you treat them like they are. Still loving listening to your podcast. Really enjoyed the dissection of black holes, and it helped my appreciation grow for an album I hadn't listened to for years and have now gone back to. Great to think back on memories of Harp, which for me included having my first goat burger en route. <laughs> 
There you go. Sure. That is an important memory, much like Fry's uh, first cup of tea on a train <laughs> yeah. when he yeah. went to go now, to he, Harp. That is, <laughs> does he mean the animal or the burger was the greatest of all time? He has put in brackets the animal, not the acronym. So oh, there we go. one step ahead of you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> Thanks for introducing me to the Omega Bosses edit. That's the level of prog madness I'm looking for with Muse. I also think Assassin fits the brief I mentioned in my initial email to you of a Jeff Buckley vocal line, i.e. a differently paced melody to the music moving around within and against what you expect the vocals to deliver. I believe that I pointed that out on the, uh, the episode. Yes. Just finished your second Resistance episode, so quite a way behind. Uh, and your review of I Belong to You. My initial critiques of the Resistance were all based on how much I disliked Uprising with its cut-and-paste guitar solo and his attempt at a Hetfield over-the-top, which doesn't work for me. However, my real hatred is focused on I Belong to You, and I didn't realise how much bile I had saved up for it, as I had skipped the song every time I've listened to the Resistance since the first few spins back at the time of release. The woo at the start, conveying some sort of excitement over that dreadful playground piano, the bass tone that sounds like it's being played through an anus, the fuck... <laughs> 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 the Franglais accent, the flailing vocals at the end of the choruses, the gong, dreadful. This was the start of my downward spiral with the band. However, your enthusiasm for music always instills me with interest and nostalgia, and I will look forward to going back over this album again and giving it a listen beyond tracks two to four. Thanks again for your passion and insight. I look forward to the second Lord dissection, which I discovered the other night as a perfectly paced album for bouncing a baby to sleep. Uh, I ah. can dream of one day uh, my daughter finally dropping off on the last note of survival, getting her to sleep as a race, and I'm going to win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. Thank you, Jack. That was a, a nice Thank email. You. La Resistance. Indeed. Uh, mm. And that, that sort of brings us to the end of uh, another episode. Bye. Thank you very much for listening. It is your turn to come and uh, talk to us, as, as, as desperate as Lucas is to get away. <laughs> uh, so come, and, come and find us on our social media. Let us know what you think of drones of this episode of anything that we've talked about today. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at What Is Music Pod, Instagram at What Is Music Pod, TikTok at What Is Music because there was a miscommunication in one of our meetings. And if you'd like to send in something <laughs> a little bit longer and maybe have us read it out on the show, you can email us at whatismusicpod at gmail.com uh, we also have a couple of ways that you can support us um, listening is 100% supporting us but uh, another way is to give us some, some fucking money uh, you can buy our <laughs> merchandise uh, if you go to whatismusicpod.redbubble.com you'll find some stupid designs and one cool one uh, and if you don't like uh, any of our merch um I'm going to ban you from listening to the podcast, I guess. And any uh, or, podcast, for that matter. Any yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, because I'm yeah. going to tear your ears out. Uh, if you'd just <laughs> like to chuck us a few quid, you can go to coffee.com, which is ko-fi.com, slash whatismusic. Uh, all donations gratefully received and go towards our running costs. Thank you so much to everybody who has donated. Uh, it's really cool. That about does it. Thank you again for listening. Uh, I'll leave you with just one piece of advice. Haven't written anything. <laughs> here come don't here come the drones. Or the drones will come on you. That's good! <laughs> yes! Perfect. Bye! <laughs> Bye! Dead inside.